Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. It is Sunday, February 24th, and you're listening to Around the Triangle, a public affairs program of iHeartMedia Raleigh. I'm Kyle Wilson. Thanks so much for listening today. We're talking animals this week, cats specifically, adopting cats, fostering cats. We'll learn all about the work of a local group called Alley Cats and Angels. And if you have an idea for a show topic, or if your group or nonprofit has something going on around the triangle that you'd like to promote, I might be able to help out with that. Get in touch around the triangle at iHeartMedia.com. Alley Cats and Angels is an all-volunteer nonprofit 501c3 uh, foster home-based cat rescue organization, and they host a, a number of adoption events each month. But even beyond adoption, they also have a, a number of other programs and initiatives aimed at uh, also improving the lives of stray, abandoned, and feral cats. We'll get details on that and all the ways that you can help out uh, here on today's program. I'm joined by Tia Hagnes. She's the founder and president of the group called Alley Cats and Angels. Also in studio today is Andrea Lovett. Andrea is the foster coordinator for Alley Cats and Angels. Both of you, welcome. Thanks for coming in and being a part of the program today. Thank you so Thank much you for Kyle. having us. Sure. Well, tell me about Alley Cats and Angels, uh, what you're doing, what you're all about. Um, my passion has always been helping cats, helping cats in need. Um, 20 years ago, I started feeding stray cats. They wouldn't come near me. I didn't know what it was. I started doing research um, and found out that they're feral. And the best way to help feral cats is to TNR, which is trap, neuter, and then you return them to their environment and you feed them. Um, take in friendly kit, take in kittens, socialize them, get them vetted, and find homes for them. Uh, so in 2007, I started feeding a feral colony at Waverly Place in Cary. There were about 60 cats there. 60? Because someone had been feeding for years and never spaying and neutering. Wow. And that location could not sustain that number of cats. So I got them all spayed and neutered, and I found barn homes for them. And then it was at that point that I realized there should be a rescue that has a barn cat program. So I founded Alley Cats and Angels. Um, obviously, we have the adoption program with it because when you're going in and you're doing TNR, you don't want to just leave the kittens because then they grow up feral and they should have a chance at a great indoor life with a loving family. Tia has mentioned barn cats. You've mentioned TNR. You've mentioned adoption events. Alley Cats and Angels uh, doing all sorts of good here in the Triangle. Uh, we'll throw out your website here at the start of the inter interview here, alleycatsandangels.org. You can learn more about uh, what they're doing. One of the things I wanted to ask you about, Tia, was um, what makes your organization different from some of the other rescue organizations out there? What's the benefit, really, of adopting a cat from, say, a, a foster home-based rescue? So the one great thing about foster home-based rescues is we get to know the cats. They're not confined. They're not in cages. They sleep with you. We can let you know if they get along with children, if they get along with dogs, um, if they like to, you know, sleep by your head, sleep on your, you know, legs. And 
just a lot more about their personalities. We also rotate them through different foster homes. So they don't stay in the same foster home from intake to adoption. We rotate them so they can be exposed to other people. Some foster homes have children. Some foster homes have dogs. And we've gotten a lot of feedback that it the cats adjust very quickly when they're adopted. Um, and that's because, you know, we have moved them around and, and worked um, to socialize them as much as possible. Andrea, you're the foster coordinator with Alley Cats and Angels. What are you looking for in someone who's going to foster cats? I like someone with flexibility. I like someone who has a bigger heart than most people and can say, yeah, I can do this. Absolutely. And when the fosters tell me this cat loves to snuggle on my face when I'm sleeping, I think <laughs> that's fantastic because it shows that they really are dedicated for the right reasons. I like people who also have a semi-chaotic house like mine. I have three children and two dogs and cats of my own and, you know, with kids. Other kids come and go with them as well. They never travel alone. They always travel in packs. And it's great for the cats to get that much socialization because, as Tia said, Mm -hmm. I also do the follow-up calls for adoptions. And the amount of people who say, you guys do such great work, they settled right in, they're not stressed – it's really wonderful to see that bond happen right away between adopter and adoptee. How many cats do you foster at any given time? Uh, I mean, some foster homes are comfortable fostering one. Um, some are comfortable fostering six or seven. It really just depends on on the foster home. We want to work with what they are um, comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, we work very, very hard never to overcrowd foster homes because if If you have too many cats in one home, you're not doing a service to the cats. That's one of my priorities is to check in with the foster as well and say, hey, how are you doing with this cat, with these kittens? And make sure that they're not getting burned out or overwhelmed, that everyone stays cohesive and calm and can provide as great of a home as possible until they're adopted and ready to go. How long does the the fostering process usually last? I mean, it it varies. We have some... Does it become a permanent residency at some point? No, I mean, we do have some what we call lifers. They're long-term residents. They're some of our um, cats that have medical issues that um, do not affect their quality of life, but prevent them from getting adopted. Or, you know, I have a couple that have behavioral issues who have been adopted and returned several times, and they have had issues at their adoptive homes, but they're okay at at my house so we they just can't go back up for adoption just because because of the issue so we do have about 16 lifers spread between a bunch of foster homes um but for the most part kittens get adopted fairly quickly um black kittens unfortunately take a lot longer to get adopted um people are superstitious really black cats are my favorite they have some of the best personalities and i don't know if it's like genetic they're like we're gonna get overlooked so we have to be awesome but they're just sweet and loving, um, but they do take a lot longer to get adopted. See, I've always heard that, but I always mm-hmm. thought that was just some sort of a cliche stereotype. It's not really. It's a strange thing really? just for me to see in person hmm. because they're just wonderful cats. And I've known them for a few weeks at a time, and I get to see that they are goofy and funny and outgoing. And I, I can honestly say the black cats that have come in and out of my home, and I have two black cats of my own just have a bubbly, happy personality, and they're so loving. And I think part of it is, you know, like they say, with black dogs, take longer to get adopted. It's hard to, harder to get pictures 
Mm-hmm. of a black dog and a black cat that they just valid. don't photograph as well oh uh, well in our instagram society it's yeah <laughs> okay well hmm that's something to tackle for another day then uh yeah i, I assume fostering would be a great way that someone could volunteer and and help out it would with be the organization. a magnificent way for people to help out and it is it's not a lot of commitment people think oh god i don't have the time to foster or one thing i hear a lot of events and when i'm talking to people is how do you let them go and, oh, I would adopt all of them. That's when you're in the fostering situation, that's something that doesn't always pop into your head. Your priority as a foster when you're in the position is I'm going to give you the best socialization I can. I'm going to find out your personality. And then you go to another foster home for more socialization so that when you do settle into your home, you're not stressed. When cats are stressed, they get sick. And we don't want that. We want them to be calm, comfortable, and bond with that family that's their forever family. So that's one of the things that I'd like to dispel with potential volunteers and foster homes is that it is surprisingly easy to let them go even if they've touched your heart. You can cry over them and be so happy that you're in tears. I was just there on Saturday. (laughs) Two of my favorite fosters got adopted together, and I just cried it was happy tears happy and I was tears. happy to see them go. I've never seen a foster go and I've been with the organization for about a year and I am I am one of the biggest fosters in terms of the amount of cats and kittens I can reasonably take care of in my home well. And I can honestly say there's only been one that I really, my my heart hurt too much to let him go. But he was a special medical case, too. And he needed open heart surgery. And he happened to have the same open heart surgery my son had when he was born. And then my son and this cat bonded right away. And it was. Well, all that bonding and socializing (laughs) and and fostering that's leading to the main goal of adoption. Adoption. And and you Mm -hmm. have these various uh, adoption events uh, every month. You, You work in partnership with PetSmart. Uh, events yes, in Nightdale and, and Morrisville. Tia, can you talk a little bit about how the adoption program works? Uh, let's start at the beginning, somebody who's interested in a cat. Okay, um, if someone is interested in a cat, um, a lot of times they'll email us, ask us for more information about their personality, um, just more clarifying questions. If they put in an application, we do have an application review team that it goes out to. They check references, they check vet references, um, and they will talk to the people. We do not say no based on an application. There are some applications that come in and you look at and you're like, yeah. But you know what? Some of those have turned out to be the best adopters, and it's an education thing. They don't know what decline is. You know, they don't. Um, we had someone from Spain adopt, and her cats had always been outside. And when we explained to her, you know, the dangers of them being outside and why they need to be inside. Um, so what are your rules then? What do you, what do you okay, tell so folks? Okay, so we do adopt out indoor only. We do have one or two cats that need to be indoor-outdoor just because of behavioral issues. Okay. Um, we do adopt indoor only. We um, do not allow decline. Decline is just barbaric. It's basically the equivalent of cutting off a person's fingers below that first knuckle. Um, so it's not taking out a claw. It's not clipping a claw. Um, cats can have a lot of um, health issues later. And also behavioral issues. So they won't use the litter box or they start biting. So um, current pets in the house need to be up to date on vaxes. And um, other than that, we just want to make sure that they have really good homes and that they're going to be loved and cared for. We try to make the process not 
really invasive into people's lives, you know, reasonably easy. But we do also want to make sure that we're adopting the cats into a good home. How many cats do you place? An average year is um, 200 to 250 in the adoption program. That's separate from the barn cat program. Okay, so yeah. these these adoption events are pretty busy then. Well, they, they can't. Really they yeah. And those happen once a month, multiple um, times. So every Saturday at the PetSmart in Nightdale, and then two Saturdays and Sundays a month at the PetSmart in Morrisville. Okay, you can of course get more details uh, off the website alleycatsandangels.com. We're speaking today with Tia Hagnes. She's the founder and president of Alley Cats and Angels. Also in studio is Andrea Lovett. She's the foster coordinator with the program. And you've mentioned the the adoption program. We've talked about that, but I want to go back to the program's roots, which is something you talked about at the beginning, Tia, and that's your barn cat program. Barn cat program is honestly where my heart is. Um, like I said, it's the reason I founded Alley Cats and Angels, and there are feral cats basically everywhere. And unfortunately, you know, uh, a new property management company will buy a building and they want all of the cats gone, even though the cats have been spayed and neutered. Um, someone is maintaining them with discrete shelters and discrete feeding stations. They want them gone. Um, so we work to find barn homes for the cats. So um, we usually will go and you know, uh, two hours, one way to place them. We have gone farther. Um, the barn home has to be willing to confine the cats. We provide the large cages, the food and litter and all that for 21 days. Um, and then talk to the cats every day, because even if they're feral, you need to establish that bond with them. So they know, Hey, this is the person that's going to take care of me. I'm going to stick around. Um, at the end of the 21 days, they open the cage, they let the cats out, they leave the cage up for another week or so, um, just so the cat kind of, you know, still has sure. a scent there. And then, you know, um, we make arrangements to go pick up the, the cage and stuff that we have loaned. Um, we have a 97% success rate with cats sticking around after um, relocation. And how does that work? You're, you're taking, I guess, maybe a, a city cat out to the country? Is that? I mean, usually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A reluctantly city cat. A re- yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, unfortunately, you know, a cat that was, you know, probably the offspring of someone's house cat that they just sure. dumped out and they've never been socialized. Um, and so while you can socialize a feral cat, it can take years and years for an adult cat. And they're not always happy inside. They're usually happiest outside. So we want to find them safe barn homes. And the barn um, cat and, se- uh, program seems like a great way to, uh, you know, pr- provide a home and provide shelter for some of these animals that otherwise would and not it, be adopted. And it helps out the barn owners. I mean, we have had some who have contacted us and said we have, you know, we have a million dollar barn and mice are eating the tack mm. and they're getting into the feed. And, you know, I mean, in a barn, it doesn't matter how nicer the barn is there's no way to avoid that unless you have some barn cats all right well if if someone has a farm right now and they're thinking this sounds like a a great deal what do they need to know um they just have to be willing to confine the cat so there is a litter box duty for about three weeks but then after that there's not um and they have to be willing to take care of and feed the cats on a daily basis and then rodent um, control is and free then after rodent, that rodent control <laughs> free pest control that's okay. right and they can find all that information at alleycatsandangels.org alleycatsandangels.org for the uh, the website there. Uh, while we're on the subject of feral cats, let's talk about your TNR program. It's Trap, Neuter, and Release. How does that work? So it's actually Trap, Neuter, Return. Trap, Neuter, uh, Return. Yeah. There we so go. It, um, the return part is very important because they should always be returned to the location they came from as long as it's 
they can safely go back okay. there. Basically, we will we provide education um, and information on how to trap, how to maintain a colony. We loan out traps. We can help with spay-neuter arrangements. We do actually go and do the trapping for um, a lot of senior citizens or people with disabilities. But we do try to empower people so they can help the cats. And Andrea, I want to bring you in here because you were saying you were just out trapping the other day. I am a huge fan of TNR, huge fan of TNR. Um, I think it's the easiest and most effective way to control cat populations without invasive means. And it's a non-lethal solution to a problem over time. I'm a huge fan of education as well. That's one of the main things that I do at events. And when I'm speaking to people is I I get pulled aside quite quite a bit of, okay, I have this cat here in my neighborhood. What do I do? And I I have my own personal traps. Alley Cats and Angels has their traps as well. And we are happy to loan them out. I'm happy to talk anybody through. I've been sending messages at midnight to people on multiple (laughs) occasions, just helping them trap and I love celebrating with people as well when they say, okay, we got mama cat and we got our kittens and everybody's going to whatever organization they've chosen to spay and neuter the next day. It's really heartwarming mm-hmm. to see how many people are willing to step up and help out. Is there a cost associated with that? No, there is not. Okay. How much does it cost to, to spay and neuter a um, cat? I mean, it it varies. There are several low-cost spay-neuter programs. We have a voucher program. Well, and that's perfect. Um, I was going to ask because if if someone doesn't have a lot of money but but they want a cat or they already have one, how how can we help them? Um, Okay, so our Aldern Alley Cat um, Spay-Neuter Assistance Program, I started, I think, in 2009 when we had some people say, I'm taking care of some feral cats or other people say there's a stray cat that's come up. I don't want to take it to a shelter because it will probably be put to sleep, but we can't afford to spay neuter. We just lost our job. So mm-hmm. I started the, the, um, alter and alley cat program. So we have, um, spay neuter vouchers that are accepted at several vets around the triangle. And then the snap, um, mobile spay neuter van, um, that anyone can purchase for $60. And that includes, um, spay neuter rabies, um, vaccination and distemper vaccination. However, about 75% of the people that get vouchers from us cannot afford that. And so we work with them on what they can afford. If they can afford $5, they get the voucher. We pay the rest because we pay the vet directly. Do all of the, the cats that you work with, do they come as a result of the, I guess it wouldn't be the TNR program because you're not returning them. How do you get the cats that you, you end up using some for the adoption it, program? Some of it is from TNR where we go out to the stray and feral colonies and we will take the kittens as much as we can especially if they're under 12 to 15 weeks because those have the highest rate of socialization and not needing to be a stray or a feral any longer after that it's kind of touch and go because they've been outside for so long they're happier outside with the colony and we don't want a cat in a home who's stressed and fighting to get out all the time so we do a lot with those colonies. We also do a lot with the local shelters. Actually, and shelters all, all over North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, you're right. All throughout North Carolina, especially. We are well known for extreme medical cases. So a lot of shelters throughout North Carolina will contact us and say, hey, we have this kitten who's in a really bad way. Or Give a me cat. an example. Syrinx and Scylla from last year, Burlington Shelter contacted us and they said we have two blind siblings. Um, and they're not doing well, they're not thriving, they're not eating, you know, they'll either be put to sleep or 
they're going to end up dying here at the shelter. And I said, absolutely. Didn't quite know where I was going to put them, but, you know, we wouldn't got them. So you get the call and it's in the car and off to Burlington you go. It's yeah. that gets figured out after. Wow. Yeah. I usually make phone calls. Um, so we had um, one of our volunteers um, who was one of our bottle feeders. Um, she and her husband moved to snow camp um, and they have a farm there. So I said, you're kind of near there. Would you mind picking them up and fostering them for a little bit until I figure this out? And so she did. And then when we got it figured out, um, I had them, you know, take immediately to the vet. Um, and then we moved them to a foster home on the in our regular area, the Raleigh area. Um, they got the medical care they needed and they were actually adopted together. You know, that's one of the great things about Alley Cats and Angels is we have this wonderful web of people who are just willing to work together for the benefit of cats strays, ferals, urgent medical cases, whatever it may be. It's really wonderful to see even people from other organizations and other foster organizations who are willing to come together for the benefit of these cats, which in turn benefits the community. It's not just all about the cats. We don't want cats running around having babies willy-nilly. This is unsafe for everyone. And it it really doesn't benefit society in that way. For the community, it's better to have a controlled population and also people fostering cats in their homes and in their hearts so that we can have a nice bond and education about these animals. Well, let's point out that that everyone who is willing to to work with the organization to do this is doing so as a volunteer. You're a, yes, a, a fully correct. volunteer yeah. organization. Um, Tia Hagnes is the founder and president of Alley Cats and Angels. Andrea Lovett is a foster coordinator and wearer of many hats uh, <laughs> yes, within, <a> within the <laughs> organization there. Uh, what are some of the other volunteer opportunities that you have for folks? I'll give you an example. My, my wife, uh, Kate, and my daughter, Emily, they, they volunteer to clean cat cages uh, at, at the PetSmart in, in Nightdale to help out. What are some other ways folks can get involved? Um, so we always need foster homes. Um, the number of cats we can rescue and adopt out each year is directly dependent on how many foster homes we have. Mm-hmm. Um, adoption center caretakers, which your wife um, and daughter do, is also very important. Um, we don't use the PetSmart adoption centers as foster homes. It's a, just a place to showcase the cats, and they... Um, transition out every one to two weeks so we don't want cats just living in there but it's very important that we keep them clean and we keep them happy so they get out of cage playtime. Mm-hmm. so it's usually you know about an hour commitment um as little or as often as you want to do it um we need caretakers every day of the month in nightdale and then two weeks of the month in morrisville Um, We also need um, volunteers to help with adoption events, Um, ones who want to learn to become adoption counselors or even just um, they want to be there. They don't want to review and approve applications, but they're comfortable watching the cat cages and interacting with people and answering questions when they come up. So there's always a really big need for help with adoption events. And if somebody wants to just write a check, you're a 501c3 as well. We are. I'm sure you wouldn't turn that down. We wouldn't. So we are run solely on donations and fundraising. Our adoption fee um, only covers half of the cost of vetting of an average, normal, healthy cat that comes in. But to touch upon the other volunteers that we need, we also could use fundraiser coordinators Mm -hmm. and assistants to them. We could also use uh, communications and PR coordinators as well as more TNR team members. Yes. And 
it would be great if they could go to the website, alleycatsandangels.org. You can send an email right through there. You can fill out a volunteer application. It's all completely free and it comes right to us. So we'll be in contact. It'd be wonderful to see these kind of volunteers step up as well. And you don't necessarily need to be fostering a cat to do these things. Sure. Well, if you can't volunteer your time and you can't foster a cat, Tia, you have a, a wish list as well. What are some things that are on the wish list? What do you need? Um, we always need cat food. Um, Makes we, sense. We feed Iams, um, kitten, and then Iams indoor and hairball. Oh, indoor and weight for adults. Um Toys for the cats for the adoption center. We started with a large bin and now we're down to, you know, mm-hmm. not a lot. And um, we try to help out several feral cat caregivers. Um, we have several people that we know of that feed and TNR, but they feed 70 to 100 feral cats every day. So when we get food donated that we can't use, we funnel it to, to those because that's that's a lot of money they spend. Well, we've mentioned the website a number of times, alleycatsandangels.org. Where else can we go to get more info? I know you're you're active on Facebook as well. We are active on Facebook. We try to post volunteer opportunities, adoption events, fundraising events on Facebook, um, featured cats. I was going to say featured cats. Where can we go to see pictures of these animals? Yeah. So uh, we do have a gallery on our Facebook page um, and then also on our website. Sounds good. Alley Cats and Angels is the organization. Alleycatsandangels.org is the website. Tia and Andrea, I, I thank you so much for coming thank in today. You. Thank I you. appreciate it. That is all the time we have for Around the Triangle this week. If you want to get in touch, Around the Triangle at iHeartMedia.com. I'm Kyle Wilson. We'll chat again next week.